following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Are you ready for a break? Uh, Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Tuesday, September 3rd, 2019, Season 15, Episode number 35. Welcome to another edition of The Break. We are live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We're talking Cowboys football with you guys for about 45 minutes. Got Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, and a special guest joining us today, Danny Sarek. She will be with us every Tuesday. Um, Amber will be out on Tuesdays. Danny will be in on Tuesdays. Just a good opportunity to get her on the air. You guys have probably seen her around DallasCowboys.com doing different pieces. Uh, but welcome to the show. Thanks. I'm excited. A rising star in the industry. So sweet. Welcome aboard, Danielle. <laughs> oh, this is going to be interesting. I want to see the dynamic between the two of you guys. This is going to be fun. And this is my homie. We're good. I know. Yeah, it's yeah gonna but be we're going to have fun. We are going to have fun. All right, uh, let's jump right in. And uh, there's so much. It's, it seems like there's always some news breaking around here. But uh, we start hearing this morning of a new deal. Uh, not one of the people that we had been talking about previously who was getting a deal. Lyle Collins actually signs an extension. Uh, he was due to be an unrestricted free agent at the end of this season heading into 2020. Uh, do you guys know the terms of the deal as far as what he actually was paid as a uh, as a right tackle for the Dallas Cowboys? Five years and $50 million of new money. The whole thing, when you include the last year of his current deal, comes around to like $59 million. How many? Guaranteed 35? 35 in guarantees ish. I always like to say ish because you know they hide stuff in there and the full guarantee and the injury guarantee are different and yada yada, but it's roughly 35. Does the fact that they did this deal with those other three big deals still sitting out there? Do you think that it all signals that there's plenty of room to sign everyone? Or do you take the other approach that there's only a certain pie and that pie is shrinking with the, the addition of the Jalen deal and the and the Lyle deal that now that pie is shrinking and it, it's less no. money out there for those? I three. don't agree with that at all because, I mean, that would be – that would be bad business to do that. Yeah, they know where their priorities are. I think what it is is they're telling the other guys that the pie is shrinking. And it, next year, who knows what it'll be? Because they didn't have to make these deals right now, Lyle or Jalen. So I think it's like this is what it's pretty much going to be for the other three guys. And so I don't think it's a really – I don't think it's a signal so much to them. Um, it might be. They, they might be trying to signal that, but I think everybody who knows – doesn't believe that at all. You'd have to be a sucker to believe it because the Lyle deal actually freed up $6 million in cap space. And there's also the little part about how the cap jumps 10% every March. So if anything, the pie got bigger. Um, now it's great to say, well, we're giving out all this money. And and I do think they didn't sign Lyle Collins to send a message, but it should send a message. It's like, hey, we're more than happy to sign you if you're willing to play ball with us. And that's what Jalen Smith and Lyle Collins have done. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that's not going to work for everybody. And, you know, kudos to Jalen and Lyle. They figured out what they prioritized, and it worked out. And there is enough money to go around 
if everybody's willing to sign for well below market value. But that's <laughs> not just, everybody's gonna not everybody's going to do that, value. as we're seeing with the that's, other three. That's you have to have team friendly deals if you're going to have guys that are going to break the bank. And I will say this about today. I know you're probably getting there, but this is you know Lyle. That's this is the salad. You know, maybe the. The entree's coming? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're going to get to that. We yeah. definitely are going to get it's to that. It's coming. It might oh. take a little bit, you know, but relative to your, like, steak and the salad, but right. I, it's coming. With these two deal, with this new deal, uh, four or five offensive linemen that start for the Dallas Cowboys are now locked up for the next five years until 2024. Um, Williams, who is the fifth guy, he's locked up until 2022. Do you think they will all be still be around and healthy and dominant to see those five years out from now? You hope so. Yeah. I don't think offensive lines get much stronger than the ones that we have locked in. It's just a matter of, I mean, you never know, like something like Travis Frederick. But in terms of, like, physically, you just don't know. Like, I mean, Tyron Smith and Zach Martin have already had low back issue so far. It's just such a demanding position. Right. That's kind of what I was getting to when you think about just – these are not. This isn't like you're working on rookie deals. These are guys that are on their second deals, and you're five years out from having to really even talk about contracts on an offensive line that most people consider to be one of the most stacked offensive lines in the NFL. Does that give you a little bit of pause that maybe they don't get to the end of those deals? That's that's kind of the point of the question. I mean, does how many guys really get to the end of their long deal? It just doesn't happen very often. I mean, Dez is the most recent example that comes to mind. Like, how many games did they get out of him after that deal? Like, 18? Two years, right? Two years, one of which was severely limited by injury. Or, no, three. Two and a half. Yeah. So, but it was a five-year deal. Um, So, no, I wouldn't go that far. But I... Me personally, and I haven't had a chance to talk to anybody. This is just my gut reaction. I think they were just like... Well, why wouldn't we do this? Like they did, I don't think they planned for this. Honestly, I think they, you know, they drafted Connor McGovern. They're like, we could move Williams. We can. You think they were actually thinking most likely he was going to walk away? Yeah, because they couldn't afford it. And, and like I said, you know, we've been saying that all year. We're like, you know, he's probably going to be too expensive. And I don't. We were wrong. I don't think that makes us dumb, though. Like that's just logical to think a talented player is going to seek. The most money possible because that's what most of them do, yeah. rightfully so. This in my is their, opinion, this is their moment to get a contract, this second contract, especially for a guy like Lyell. Actually, this would be his third contract because he yeah. already did one, uh, which is rare for a guy you know at his age. But his whole situation was rare uh, coming into the league. So uh, the the question was is you know market value for him is still going to be higher than Tyron Smith. And I think it's right now it's about even. Yeah. So I think the guarantees. I think I saw a graphic earlier today that said the in guaranteed money he is third among. It's either among right tackles or among tackles overall. I wasn't sure on that, but but it wasn't like this was a deal where he made no money. No, I he mean, makes. He, money. That's what I'm saying. He's got. No, he made the good Cowboys money. now have four offensive linemen who are making significant yeah. money, which most people probably would have thought. They weren't going to be able to do. You weren't going to be able to fit that much talent but under again, the salary cap. Again, when you're talking about a quarterback, running back, receiver, all these other positions where you're paying big money as well. And he is now making top five money. Let's not act like he's just right. not making any money. But again, with the rising cap and the way the open market works, like he probably could have gotten fifteen million dollars a year on to, the open market to play what 
any whatever they want. Maybe left tackle. See, yeah. that's 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 what happens a lot of times on the offensive line is you get this player and and, and you're going to pay him a lot of money, but you have to justify where you want to play him. And so I think he might have had to play go go somewhere and play left tackle, which I'm not saying he couldn't do that, but the way his body is, I mean, he was built to play uh, guard. I mean, he could still play guard now. He could play right tackle. I don't know if he's if his body is at the point to play left tackle, but that happens sometimes. And then it does. But I get, with the way the salaries are, and I don't have this in front of me, but I guarantee you, he could have gotten more than ten million a year to play right just tackle. Just play right tackle. I think so. Maybe. And I, in today's NFL, we've talked about this before too. Right tackle is becoming just as important yeah. as left because most of the best, most dominant pass rushers these days are playing on the left side. But what did we say? Like, and not to toot our own horn too much, but like two weeks ago, right after the Jalen deal we were like you know if a player has that mental makeup to take this type of deal it might be Lyle Collins like right he's a low-key guy mm-hmm. he likes to fish he likes being close to home in Louisiana you know it's a short flight not far away at all that you know it's what he's comfortable with and it doesn't surprise me at all that of all the guys in that locker room he was cool being like yeah I'll take that and if there's another guy that would probably be okay with someone playing the same position to him that's not as good that's making just as much money it would be Tyron Smith yeah so, so so you may not have the issue that, that we talked about earlier that we talked about last week that that maybe if Lyle got another deal then does that affect you know Tyron wanting to go back to the well I personally would be a little bit shocked if he would just because of what I think I know of him yeah I agree but and to go back to what I was saying is like I I don't think that they like this wasn't in their plans that you know like I said they drafted McGovern they've got Connor and now you know people are already talking about it on Twitter like whoa this doesn't make sense. Like now, what are they going to do with Connor McGovern? And what? Figure it out. Who cares? <laughs> right. Like you're like, wait, you want to resign to play with us for that much? Let's go. Let's Whatever. Go. We'll for, we'll worry about the rest of that later. As Bill Parcells used to say, you're in the talent acquisition business, which means you're never in a bad situation when right. you got talent. So keep getting more talent. And, and as Danny said, you, you never know about situations that pop up when you know, like the Travis thing. So if you've got, oh my God, we got seven great linemen. Like, okay, okay. <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> to worst me. problems to have. How much do you think this affects, or does it affect, a guy like Byron Jones? Because I kind of put Byron and Lyle in the same category of guys that I thought there wouldn't, at some point, there would be enough to sign everybody, and so I thought those would be the two guys that might be in a position where what they could command on the free agent market was going to be significantly higher than what the Cowboys would offer, which means they probably end up gone. Do you think this changes that at all? Seeing that they're they're open to the idea of kind of getting these guys and, and, and basically signing everybody, do you think that does that change your opinion about Byron Jones? I could see him, I think, doing something more like Lyell, where maybe you don't take as much money as you could elsewhere because you want to stay here. I have to say, I, I keep kind of forgetting that we have to sign him. I feel like that was one in the offseason. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that'll be one of the ones they'll get done rather quickly. But Yeah, you know, but that's a good point. I mean, Byron, like, I, I don't think it changes anything as far as where, where the Cowboys will want to sign him. Um, yeah, just with anybody, you, you'd like to get a deal, you know. But I... His is his is tricky because he's he's not the first. He reminds me of uh, Miles Austin or even Tony Romo to the point where when it became time to sign him, he had only really done it for one year. You can make the case for Demarcus Lawrence too. One really good year. So was this normal? Is this the way it's going to be? Or I'd like to see it again. So it's kind of a tricky thing with with Byron. I I think you kind of play it out this year and then just and then let it go to. I've been under that impression, too. Like, let's see if you can do it again. We'll figure that out. If it costs us, it costs us. You can always franchise tag him. Although, 
I never in my wildest dreams would have guessed that both Dak and Amari are unsigned five days before the season. I just didn't think that was going to happen. Do you think we get to the game and they're still unsigned? Yeah, yeah. Actually, I just I did a radio interview right before we came on here where they asked me that, and I was like, I shouldn't be surprised on any, by anything based on the last two weeks. But yeah, like I just. I feel like you would have heard more movement on that. If well, it's it was all coming from an Sunday. NFL report that I heard about this morning, where someone national said that there is talk that that Dak's going to take a deal from the Cowboys sometime this week before they get to the game to basically mitigate his risk of getting hurt in in an actual game before he has a new deal. If he was going to do that, why didn't he do it I, on August? I know. 10th? I'm just saying that's where a lot of these questions are coming from. I think is that kind of report. I mean, but the way the Cowboys work, I mean, think about it like back. Way back for some of us when we were in in school. I mean, if you have three tests, one of them is next week, one of them is next Friday, one of them is tomorrow. I mean, you're going to work on the one for tomorrow, right? You're going to start studying. Well, that's why. That's why. That's what it is. Like this is the deadline. There's only one deadline. But that. Oh, that's ultimately why I think what Zeke did actually made sense. Yeah. If he misses games, it didn't. It then lacks making sense to me. But. It actually makes sense because it allowed him to jump line because he would have been that guy that as long the as test he's not fat for next week. Well, yeah, of course. But even if he is fat, he's still got the deal. So no, I'm just saying. It, 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 true, it works for him. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. No, I mean, you know, yeah, it, it looks it's gonna like, work well for him. I think it looks like he's gonna be here without missing any games. I guess we don't know that for sure yeah. yet. And that helped him jump the line. But um, it, it, you can't argue anything other than that. It worked beautifully for yeah. him. If that's right. how, I mean, well done, sir. That's yeah. not a else. month in Cabo. Yeah, Four, forty days on on the Baja coast. I think that's right. It's hard to beat Oxnard and in, in Hawaii, but maybe that. But did. Cabo does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, we're going to talk about Ezekiel Elliott. We're going to talk about where that contract situation sits and uh, what we expect this weekend. Do we expect him to play on Sunday? That's the big question. We'll talk about that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com football. Do you want the most interesting, up-to-the-minute Dallas Cowboys news straight from the star in Frisco? How about exclusive and on command? That's right, news and nuggets you can't find anywhere else. With our exclusive Cowboys content on Alexa, you can have all the answers, secrets, stories, and more. What's Stephen Jones thinking during a game? What's Joe Looney's favorite pregame meal? We take your questions to Cowboys players and coaches, and you can hear the answers directly back to you. Just say, Alexa, open Dallas Cowboys. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. The excitement of Dallas Cowboys football is back at AT&T Stadium. The place is going crazy in Arlington, Texas. Don't miss your chance to see the Cowboys live when they host their NFC East rivals, the Eagles, Giants, and Redskins, plus the Green Bay Packers and more. Elliott works his way through and walks the dog. Single game tickets are on sale now. Get them before they're gone. First and go, quarterback sneak. 
Prescott pushes up the middle. Touchdown. Visit DallasCowboys.com to get your tickets today. Back to the break. The Cowboys Hour is back on Mondays. That won't be until next week, but still make sure to watch that. It's free and open to the public. Join us at Neighborhood Services at the Omni Frisco Hotel. The Miller Lite Cowboys Hour is presented by Albertsons. Cowboy players will be there. Brad Cham, Kevin Turner, Taylor Stern. Monday night, 6 p.m. Cowboys Hour. Go to DallasCowboys.com slash Cowboys Hour. Thank you, Nick. Let's jump back in. Let's talk about Ezekiel Elliott. Um, this weekend, we started hearing reports that uh, things were heating up a bit. There was more dialogue that was happening between the two sides, probably more dialogue than we'd heard in the last month. Um, and then we started hearing <clears throat> that kind of slow down a bit, then picked back up again over the last 24 hours. Uh, there was even a report this morning that supposedly Zeke is, uh, is going to be flying back to Dallas in hopes that maybe a deal gets done here. Um, in the near future, are you guys getting any indication as to what possibly is holding this thing? What what the what the hangup is? If you're making progress and then it kind of kind of comes to a, a little bit of a slower pace, have you heard anything about what maybe the holdup could be, or do you have an opinion about what the holdup could be? The details in the contract language, just you know, the guarantee, the average annual salary, the the nuts and bolts of it. I mean. The indications, you know, I guess it was Sunday, which, you know, I'm so, I'm so happy it worked out that way. I was in the car all day Sunday. I was just like, I know, I know that this is all going to go down while I'm driving a car and can't do anything about it. And it held off. But that's because, you know, it sounded like they were making progress. And then all of a sudden you're kind of fine tuning it. And one side is like, hang on a second. Right. That didn't work. Yeah. Uh, are we sure about that? And. Yeah. 7 o'clock Sunday night, it sounded like it had kind of fallen apart. And then I think both sides were kind of like, oh, wait, the game is Sunday. Like, we don't we don't have time <laughs> for this. Might want to jump back on this. Yeah. 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 This might have been the plan all along. It might just be, I'm going to show up on Wednesday before the game and play. Let's get a deal done. So we've heard a lot of things. You know, <laughs> we've heard a lot of different it's, things about why this isn't happening. And, you know, someone asked me on Twitter that, like, Sometimes I hear it's it's close, and then I hear it's not close, and then I hear it's close, and I hear it's not close. Which one is it? I'm like, all of it. <laughs> I think it has been close and not close. Yeah. So, Jimmy, you mentioned <clears throat> Wednesday and you mentioned Sunday. Do you think at this point, what do you think is the actual deadline by which Zeke can actually play this Sunday? Practice tomorrow? I really think so. I mean, if – yeah, how theoretically. About, how, about, how about he signs tonight or tomorrow? He's off on another field doing some conditioning things. Gets back into it on Thursday and walk through Friday. He's playing. But even still, I mean, at that point, is he still playing as much as he has every other year? Are you using Pollard more still? That's a good question. I think think Alfred Morris is active. I I, I think – I mean, I think Morris – um, you might have all of your running backs active. For this particular game, you might be a little close and – has Chun actually been moved to the? Chun is yes, on the roster. He's on the so, fifty-three now. So you make Somebody's, all of them active. More, more Chun for special teams though. Correct? Somebody's got to be off the roster though. Well, yeah, and and it could. It's probably gonna be one of those backs. Yeah. It might be Alfred Morris. That's it. Could I mean you need Jordan Chun to play special teams, and the you're banged up at linebacker. So I don't know if it's as clear cut as. But when you say need, I mean they moved him up this week. So if the my assumption from that was if Zeke would have been here, they would not have moved him up. True, but so I don't know that they necessarily need him on special teams. This might be maybe a nice to have though. 
Well, but you also didn't know what what was going to happen with Zeke, and, and I think that he's going to help you a lot more than Alfred Morris will because he's going to play special teams because they're down on linebackers, as Garrett even said. Yeah, that's Garrett. Actually, there's people in that press conference that thought he was saying that he's going to move to linebacker. Mm. <laughs> he's going to help us with linebackers. We're down on linebackers, so he's going to help us there. And really, what he was saying was he'll help us on special teams. Yes. What's happening here? You're reading something. That's I was trying to because Jerry Jones had a quote about Zeke being ready to play this morning, and I was pulling up my email to read it. They asked him on the fan, you know, what would you anticipate his workload being if he signs this week? He said, I don't want to get that far ahead of it, but just knowing him, I know him to be in great shape for any type of workload, which, and then Jerry made the joke, he should be fresh because he didn't have a preseason. So, which, but I don't buy it. Like, even if you're Zeke, it feels reckless to me to think, like, he needs Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. 40 days of no football. You haven't had your eyes on him. He, you know, the medical staff hasn't seen him. I mean, I'm sure he's in good shape, but it's just different as opposed to being in the building for the last month. And if he can't get if if what you're saying is right and like he conditions Wednesday and practices Thursday and Friday, fine. But like you're setting yourself up for something like an injury if you're just he shows up Friday and you throw him in the game on Sunday. To me, this has hamstring written all over those yeah. soft tissue issues. I think if he even if he shows up at if he's at the practice on Wednesday, I still think like ten to fifteen touches to me is a good amount of work for him in this first game to say he's only had three practices, one of which is going to be a walkthrough um, to get himself ready to play when he hasn't been doing football for forty days. So I, me personally, I. I just would prefer to say, hey, let's ease him back in. Because, by the way, if you believe, which maybe you don't, and maybe rightfully so, if you believe what they've been saying, that we can go into this game without Zeke and we'll be okay, then, it then shouldn't it's bother a bonus. You. Right. Yeah. Then it's a bonus that you get him for 10 to 15 snaps, right? I don't believe that. that I, I get that. Okay. I'm just saying. I'm just saying they don't I'm saying, I'm saying They if, wouldn't be like, let's sign him. I get that. I'm saying, though, their words have been, yeah. we feel we'll be okay. Because they point, want him to hear it. But my, my point is, my point yeah. is, if you can... If you can have 10 to 15 snaps from him and you feel like you can get a pretty decent workload, let's say 10 to 15 snaps from uh, Pollard, and then whoever is that third running back, you give him five to seven. I think you can you can make basically make this work. And I actually think it would be good because you get to see Pollard in, in a few more situations while you're easing Zeke back in. That's the beauty of making that pick. If you really believe he has something, yep. then use him a little bit more here while you're easing Zeke back in. There's there's another factor into this thing, too. Fantasy and, football? Sorry. No. Well, yeah, that's a big factor. <laughs> but the, there's a freak factor in, in the yeah. ball. Did you ever see Randy Moss stretch? He didn't. He didn't stretch. No. Every, the whole team was the weirdest thing. The whole team would be in their line before the game, and he would just be running through like one of the coaches, high-fiving people. He never stretched. He was a freak. Zeke is, is kind of like that. David Irving, sadly as it is, these guys, I'm just saying, you're on a different level. Deion Sanders was a freak. He could go from baseball and over here. He is. He's sort of there. I'm not saying be reckless because I agree with everything you're saying, but I think there's a factor there that guys like him that are special – can probably get away with things that other players can't. But since you have like one of those memories that's like a trap, go back and tell me how he performed in the first couple games last year, year before. It seemed to me, again, just looking from the outside in, mm-hmm. it seemed to me like 
he was a guy that didn't get a, a hot start. Mm-hmm. And I always suspected it was because he didn't really do much in the preseason. And so going into the season, that was kind of his preseason. However, he was practicing. He just wasn't playing in the preseason. So how much does that affect him not even practicing during the preseason? Does he also get that slow start? And he might. He might get that. I mean, the first two years, I don't think he was that great. I think his. I think last year he was pretty good. Those first two games, I thought he. I thought he was a little bit under what he normally is. Last but year, he, last year he had sixty nine yards and a touchdown in the opener, seventy eight yards and a touchdown in the second game, which is a little less than what he would typically. Average. Is, although he did, I mean, he averaged four point six yards per carry in both games. Yep. Week two on the road, he has not been very good, if I remember correctly. Washington, watch. And then you got the Seattle game when he came back from the suspension. Yep. He wasn't good from that. Okay. That's kind of relates to this in a way where he's been gone from the team. Not wrong. Yeah. But you know what? And having said everything I just said about being smart, like I'm I'm here for a good time, not a long time. And it's way more fun if he shows up Wednesday and gets twenty five carries for one thirty on Sunday. So Yeah, if, but I don't want to risk the chances that you but they, he goes they want down Zeke with a major for a long time. They yeah. do. They yeah. do. You're right. I, I don't I know. want to risk the injury. But man, like, you know, I, I always think of like Nick is the story guy and he's always got like you know, Witten lacerates his spleen on blah, 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 and everybody thinks he's out. Or like DeMarcus Ware, they carried they him off. They caught him off with a neck <laughs> yeah. brace, and the next week he's so making I, the game-winning play. I can just imagine like six years from now being like, yeah, you know, Zeke showed up on Wednesday after 40 days away, and, you know, they were talking about Tony Pollard getting carries, and then Zeke goes for 140 in the first game And then game the Cowboys move training camp to Cabo. Yeah. Yeah. Emmett Smith. <laughs> That's cool. Just saying. Emmett Smith, his rookie year year he was holding out everyone talks about the 93 holdout he was holding out his rookie year all the way until like the Wednesday or Thursday before the before you know the season started at the kickoff luncheon and they introduced him there and he played the first game one carry two yards Ooh. <laughs> so yeah, could the difference be though so we were much. talking about coming back from the suspension <laughs> the mentality aspect about this point when he was coming back from the suspension or you know that year back mm. and forth he doesn't have that, right? I mean, now, if anything, it's going to be great. Like, I, I got what I want. I'm here long term. Like, let's get to work. Would that be different for the start of the season? I just think it's more about game speed and game reps and getting back into the flow of it more so than anything. I mean, I've yeah. never questioned Zeke's attitude. He's he's a dog, for lack of a better word. And honestly, honestly I don't question I don't question his ability to be Ooh. healthy. Denver game. That is His a good, attitude wasn't great there. That is a good ah, point. Interception. I don't need to tackle yeah, him. No, it, but no, you know what? He came bad. back the next game, and I think he was hurtling people and the Bears or whatever. I mean, maybe that wasn't. Maybe I got my seasons mixed up there. But, I think you do. But. but I mean, he came back and he played pretty well that year. It's actually really fitting. Like we talked to Lyle Collins yesterday, not having any clue that he was about to be the newest signed member of the but team. He did. He you probably could tell by his answers. Yeah. You could tell by his answers. He knew he was like he's like Zeke's not a teammate. He's family. He had I don't know the exact quote, but he had this great quote about how like nobody's nobody's got to look in his eye like Zeke does on game day. Like we need him just from that standpoint. I'm yeah. Like all right, cool. But that's the thing. I don't I don't doubt that Zeke will be in in good shape and ready to play. My thing is always just when you miss training camp. There's a reason why they do training camp. And you can talk about preseason games not getting guys hurt, but just going through the grind of training camp, I think it has a way of hardening the body, of getting the body ready for the banging that will that will happen during a regular season. And that's not necessarily banging as far as them being tackled to the ground or anything like that, but it is just... <laughs> It is just the ability for their bodies to get you, Dave. It is uh, the ability for, for their bodies 
to get used to the pounding. Like it, it is a regular, everyday occurrence in training camp, and you go through the pains and the aches of I'm having to get up every morning and be sore from the day before and still have to go out there and do it all over again. And I think that has a way of preparing you for a season. When you miss it, I've seen a lot of players in the NFL that miss training camp and what happened? Soft tissue injuries early in the season because their bodies aren't ready for the, 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 the pounding. And we know he's been working out in Cabo, but we don't know what he's been doing. Right. It's, I mean, from you the, can't practice football right, unless you're no. practicing football. From the looks of various Instagram feeds, it looks like footwork drills and you know all that type of stuff. That that's nice, but it's not football, right? And so ease him in. No, give I'm, him time to, to get acclimated. It would be really fun if he had like a game for the ages, but I think it would be smart to let Pollard and maybe even Alfred Morris yeah. have a healthy workload, even if he's there. All right, let's go ahead and take our final break. We'll come back. We still need to talk a little bit about cuts. We haven't had a show since the Cowboys made their cut to the final 53. We'll talk about that. Some things that may have surprised you uh, or some things that may have been disappointments to you. We'll talk about that when we come back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. Your new apartment's big. Such a great deal. Uh, it's okay. Just okay? What's not too Right above the subway! Well, I bet you don't even notice it after the... That's my neighbor! A deal that's just okay is not okay. Get a great deal with America's Best Network. Come into an AT&T store and learn how to buy one smartphone and get a second one on us. Based on GWS One Score, September 2018. It's time for tailgate with the Otterbox boys. Otterbox? The makers of those crazy protective phone cases? The one and only. They're also wild about protecting parking lot parties from sad drinks. It's why they made Elevation Tumblers. Rumor around the crockpot is they're made from stainless steel with a copper lining to keep temps hot or cold. True. They even come in seven different sizes, up to 64 ounce. The Growler. Mm. I like how Otterbox drinks. I mean, thanks. And that's been tailgating with the Otterbox boys. Check out all the colors and sizes of their elevation tumblers at otterbox.com. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at stetson.com today. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broadus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Back to the break. Welcome back. Final segment of the break live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Um, let's talk about the final 53 roster this weekend. The Cowboys made their cuts. They got down to 53 as every team in the NFL did. I want to start this conversation by asking the question, what was the biggest surprise coming out of the final 53? Dave? Uh, the biggest, if I had to pick a biggest surprise Probably that Cedric Wilson didn't make it, uh, or, or Donovan Alumba too. But I, I mean, I don't think you took two. Okay, sorry. I mean, I don't think either one is a shocker. I guess is my point. Probably most surprised you were though. Go ahead, Brandon Knight making the team. We, I mean, we didn't, he didn't play that much. We didn't even have him as one of our bubble guys. The fact that he's still here, yeah, that's kind of surprising. 
This just goes to show that this is how good of a football team this is. If, if Cedric Wilson not making it or Alumba or Brandon Knight making it, I mean, you know, it's the, there's nothing major. There was no Dan Bailey's this year. Cedric Wilson was mine. I mean, he's still practice squad, but I thought I guess they were going to go six. Um, Donovan Alumba, I don't think really surprised me as much. Just with, I mean, Donovan Wilson, they've got really good DBs. It's true. Cedric Wilson was mine. I will say, and to that point, Danny, which I think you're right, but and and I'm not I'm not directing this at fans. I'm not trying to talk down on anybody. It's something we should all keep in mind. People don't get claimed that often in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Like, for the most part, every team in the league has guys like this, like a moderately fast receiver who can go inside and outside and return punts. Like Cedric Wilson. I think he's better than Lance Lenore, but is it like this just huge difference between the type of player that they are right now in their careers? Daniel Wise is the same way. You know, like the number of people that were just beside themselves with rage that Daniel Wise was subject to waiver claims. And here he is. He's right back here on the practice squad. They just not that many players get claimed. And it's, you know, I'm going to keep this in mind next year because next July I'm going to be sitting there with the roster in front of me like, how are they, how they going to do this? And they're going to do it. It's going to be fine. Yep. One thing that, uh, that stood out to me, the Cowboys decided to keep six defensive ends. Um, what do you guys think about that from the standpoint of, uh, obviously Rob, you don't have to worry about Robert Quinn right now. He's, on, he's suspended. But when he comes back, I know we talk about, you know, these things kind of have a way of working themselves out. But do you think – it gets to a point, even if another position you have an injury at where you put him on there, seems like that's still a huge number of defensive ends that you would carry. Um, how do you think that all plays out as you as you move through the season, and particularly as you get to the third game of the season? Well, was he your sixth or your sixth? Yes, sixth. Oh, okay, yes. so five on the roster right yep. now. Yeah, I mean, I, I do believe that, though, something's going to work itself out. I mean, in two games, you're going to find something out about one of those five defensive ends, whether, whether or not one of them's hurt. One of them's not very good. Actually, let me correct that. Actually, there are six on the roster right now. Six on the roster. And then him. So they got Tank, Tyrone, and, uh, um, Hyder, Armstrong. Armstrong. And then Hyder, Taco, and Joe Jackson. Yeah. I, I mean, it's a lot, a lot of defensive ends. I'm I mean, the good hurt. thing, Hyder and Tyrone can can swing that. I mean, you know, also play mm-hmm. tackle, so that True. is helpful. I think what was hard was we were all kind of questioning Taco's future, but I think his contract and all that kind of played more mm-hmm. into it than just his play, but... I think they probably won't use Hyder at end as often. I think they would do think Crawford be, instead. You think he'll be in, inside? I like I like Hyder on the outside and Crawford on the inside. I think Hyder's going to get – I think he's going to be second on the team in sacks this year. Damn. I do. That's, I mean – Ahead of Quinn? Because yeah. I assume Tank's going to be your right. first, right? A taco. Oh, taco, okay. So, yeah, led, led the preseason. He said preseason don't mean – Anything is what he said. He did say that. I, oh, he said. He didn't uh, say anything. <laughs> I'm not trying he says, to. I'm like anything. I'm not trying to come for the guy's roster spot because he had a good preseason. But I just, to your point, I mean, I don't know that you can take yourself off of Taco Watch yet. Because mm-hmm. again, like, got to give. Where are you freeing up that roster spot? Assume, yeah. I mean, and you know, it does typically work out where somebody gets hurt. You know, somebody like strains something or pulls something or whatever. But if it doesn't, I mean, but it's, it's going to be, it's gonna have to be a major enough injury to where you're willing to put right. them on IR. That's the issue. And you know, what uh, do you have to keep Quinn? What has he done in the and before his injury that it was like, oh my God, got to have? I don't know. I'm just I, saying, he's eight million a year. I guess you don't have to, but like, 
I would think if he's available, he's at least your third best defensive end, if not your second one. Like I really hate that you even brought that. He's trying. He was trying to come for Tyrone a couple weeks ago, so he's just trying to stir it up. No, I'm not trying to stir it up. I'm just trying to. I'm not trying to get hit in the Dan Bailey face again. I mean, that's what I'm. We need to be paying attention to these things. No, that I mean, it's a fair question. I just, I just don't. I don't see why you sign a guy. You're dreaming about Quinn guy, and then he gets hurt. Remember when you? you Oh wow! I did dream about. You don't sign a guy like. Quinn for him to be all world in training camp. You sign him to be a good player when you get to the regular season. I so can't, I yeah. don't think that there's a scenario where you're like, oh yeah, we don't need him. We thought we needed him in the okay. offseason, but now we think we're good. Okay, if I really cared to argue that much on both sides, yeah. I would just take the other side and say they didn't know that they had what they had in Kerry Hyder. They didn't know that. What, what do you have in Kerry Hyder? I mean, like you, you, all you saw was training camp. Not he had a good camp, but. I'm just you saying, still don't know what you're going to get when you get to the 16 well, games in the regular season. Right, you don't know what you're going to get with anybody. But right. I'm just saying, I, I think that they would be okay. I mean, are you worried? Are, is these two L's here because they don't have Quinn? No, not at all. You so can I, also I think they can sorry. get by if they needed it, and they have all these problems. I mean, the, of course, then that's also a lot of money you can you can knock off of this year as well. So I'm just saying, let's don't throw. If we're going to throw all the scenarios on the table, I think that's to be considered. You can mix and match this thing too. I mean. If Zeke, Zeke comes back, you probably drop a running back. They don't need 10 defensive backs, especially when, when Darian Thompson and Donovan Wilson get healthy. Right, That's something to watch. Um, and then they're heavy at offensive line, too. I mean, Adam Redmond, I'm glad Adam Redmond is on the team, and Brandon Knight, too, for that matter. But do they both need to be here over a Pro Bowl right. pass rusher? I don't know. Yeah. That was actually going to be the second question I was going to go to a safety Kayvon Frazier makes it along with Donovan Wilson and Darian Thompson. Do you think that's maybe just because of the injuries? And then we might see, as you need to get Robert Quinn onto the, the roster, that maybe Kayvon becomes a guy that's expendable at that that's point. That's true. Yeah, th- that's a great point. It doesn't have to be defensive end that gets cut here. I mean, you, you got to figure out who's going to be active every game, but it doesn't have to be. Donovan, Wilson and Thompson are the only, and, and Luke Gifford, those are the only three guys that didn't practice yesterday. So they have three healthy safeties right now. So I think injuries helped a lot of players. Yeah, I think you're right, and and I'll say it for the millionth time. Like I love Kayvon Frazier. I, it makes me feel gross, like talking about his job like that. But I mean, I think that's something to watch when these other safeties get healthy. You know, they're heavy at offensive line right now, and and they're heavy at safety, and they're heavy at defensive end. Or, um, you know, it just it goes a long way when you don't have to carry three quarterbacks and you don't have to carry four tight ends. You know, just because you're trying to see what Rico can do and trying to see if Mike White is worth worthy of, of a spot. There's nobody on this team right now where I don't understand why they're here. And that hasn't been always the case. So that's cool. Well, why is Brendan Knight here? Because he, I think Versatility he, of he's got the flex to play. I think you could even say four positions. I think center is probably the only spot he yeah. couldn't play. I'm not saying he'd be great at it. And I think... Much like Gifford, I think they were impressed by what he showed in those two weeks before he got hurt, that they were like, okay, well. Yeah. And I know I just said people don't get claimed, but if you really feel strongly about a guy, why chance it? Yeah, I mean, some people get claimed, yeah. Yeah. And and they they talk, these these agents, I mean, these uh, scouts, you know, they, they talk to other teams, and they, they kind of know who's getting interest. I mean, I guarantee you a few people will, will be asking these scouts, like, when they're on the road, What's up with 69? What's up with that Brandon Knight? You, you know, oh, yeah, we like him. You know, and you get four or five of those questions, you know. Maybe nobody was doing that with Daniel Wise. Yeah. I talked to Leon Lett, and he, he, he thought there was no way 
that that Leon or that Daniel Wise was not going to get claimed. But like Dave said, doesn't happen all the time. That's true. All right, we uh, we're going to start tomorrow as we do every season. We're getting ready for the upcoming game. We haven't had real talk on the show about other teams. We'll start that tomorrow. Dave will start back with his offensive and defensive breakdowns. I guess we'll start tomorrow with the Giants' offense versus the I'm sorry, the Giants' defense versus the Cowboys' offense, uh, and and break that down. But I do want to do this on Tuesdays from now on. I want to ask you guys one simple question. This week I'm going to have a little caveat to the question, but the question will be: What is the biggest question? or concern that you have for the Cowboys at this moment facing this game. This week, the caveat is going to be outside of Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah. All right? So let's start first with you, Dave. You give me yours, then Danny, then Nick. About the game? or About, about the game, about the week, about the preparation for the game, everything leading to gotcha. the game. What is the biggest question or concern you have for the Cowboys right now? I guess just that you're arguably your second best offensive playmaker has been MIA since August 3rd. Amari Cooper hasn't practiced since August 2nd, I believe. Um, and we give him, and rightfully so, we give him so much credit for turning the offense around last year. He's a pro bowler. He does this. He does that. Has not practiced. I mean, he practiced Monday, which was, you know, not a training camp practice. So I think he'll be fine, but it's something that I'm curious about because he didn't have a training camp really. Danny. I don't think I'm going to say as much a concern, but maybe curiosity in the red zone. If we know that with Kellen Moore they're going to run, you know it's most likely going to come from Zeke or Dak. Well, if Zeke's not there, you really just have Dak, and defenses are going to plan for that. So I think that'll be what I'm most curious to see is how much change can we see in the red zone this year where they really lacked last year. Let's go. Nick? Mm. When you go third, you get you know the good ones taken away. <laughs> That's I was why thinking. I put you last, yeah, no, you got no. enough experience so you can figure I was thinking out. both of those. You know, <laughs> they're, they're going to they're gonna kick the Giants' ass. Unless they turn the ball over, uh-huh. unless they turn, there we go. I love Nick. spicy. Nick. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying they're going to care that they are. They're they're going to tackle that big old running back and don't do, and don't do stupid things and turn the ball over. But they should beat this team by 17 points. So what's your biggest concern? Turning just the ball over. Right up your rear. There you go, you go, Brian. That's that's what they need to do. When was the last time the Cowboys beat the Giants by 17 points? I know. It even especially to start the even season. last. I mean, they kicked their ass last year, but then, the, but the Giants backdoor covered all day. So yeah. I they beat them pretty bad in 2014, the first time, not the Odell game, but the one before that. But it's been you're, you're, at New York. You're right. They they play. Well. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. They beat them pretty bad in 17. Okay, sorry. I don't see. I I don't even. Those games run together. You told me 1987. <laughs> I can tell you exactly what happened. But 9, 2017. That was, was the, the Rod Smith 85 oh, yards yeah. to the well, house. That game. was close game in the fourth quarter, and then yeah. Rod Smith just said, "Watch this." So speaking Who of is Rod playing Smith, with the New York Giants, he's actually on IR yeah, though. He's not going to play. I really, I'm, just, I'm bummed out about that. What's his injury? You know. I think some around mm, yeah, like, like it's like a peck or abs or some, like, it's on his like, torso. Oh, I was hoping to see him this week. Yeah, me too. Of course, he probably wasn't going to be in the game very much with Saquon out there. But yeah. you know, I don't. I mean, I don't have a lot of concerns. I think the injured guys are going to going to play and play well. And I'm with. I agree with you. I'm not as willing to talk that plainly as you. But like, they should win this game comfortably if they just don't completely crap the bed. All right. I almost went with kicking. I mean, you know. Unless it's fifty yards out, but I just right. I, don't, I don't know that I feel necessarily so <laughs> confident that out. right. <laughs> I mean, like the further the better from our right. but I just I, 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 I but I don't think you ever will. I mean, you hope not. I, I, you, I don't think you're ever going to be just like comfortable. Who's comfortable with their mm-hmm. kicker? Like Baltimore. Ravens. Yeah. <laughs> the Ravens. He misses. 
Not often. Not Every often. once in a while. I know, but I'm just saying, yeah. for the most part, I, I would say 25 teams are kind of like, you know. Yeah, mm. they, they get a little nervous every time he walks on the right. floor. Right. Yeah. You're right. We used to feel pretty confident. Right. There yeah. was a time. <laughs> so we did. And that's when you you start to realize how much of a blessing that is, because that's not the way most teams live. Right. right. All right. Let's take. Uh, we appreciate you guys joining us. We're back tomorrow. We'll be at our normal time now. It's 11:45 a.m. everyday Central Time that we will be on the air tomorrow. We'll jump into the Giants' defense versus the Cowboys' offense. Get you guys ready for this upcoming game. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, Danny Sarek, I'm Derek Eagles, and this has been the break live on DallasCowboys.com. Radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!